You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. After Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. This is After Buzz TV, Boardwalk Empire Edition. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be After Buzz co-hosts Bethany Jaber and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, Paul Ashton. Thanks very much, Rich, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV for this Halloween Sunday uh, for Boardwalk Empire Season 1. Episode 7, I'm Paul Ashton and I'm here with uh, Bethany and Phil uh, to break down everything from tonight's episode. We're a bare bones crew tonight. I think uh, Kevin Corey is still out trick-or-treating. Um, but we do have a stellar episode of Boardwalk to discuss with you tonight. I'm very excited about talking about it um, with my uh, with my co-hosts. A brief episode recap. Uh, in tonight's episode, Nucky's father took a fall and um, so Nucky passes on the family home uh, to a friend only to burn it down by the episode's conclusion. Jimmy has leg troubles that uh, lead him to meet another war veteran in the hospital, a sharpshooter with half a face. Uh, They team up to exact revenge on Pearl's attacker. Margaret gets used to her new life and tries to get Nucky to open up to her. We find out the truth about Jimmy's wife, and Lucky Luciano and his new sidekick continue plotting with the boys from Philadelphia. Um, So... Bethany, we were both quite impressed with the episode, right? Uh, it, it's visually stunning, but all of these storylines are really starting to pay off. Aren't they? Aren't they? It was uh, tonight's episode, written by uh, Van Patten and uh, someone else, co-wrote it with him, um, and then I think directed by Stephen Coulter, was it? I, I believe so. I mean, uh, uh, he, they, he kick, was... they kick goals left, right and centre tonight. I thought the writing was super sharp, um, super layered, uh, w- wonderful. Like, like uh, Before we get into like breaking down all the, some of the specific plot points that happened. There was some overarching kind of th- th- thematic stuff in this episode that was really quite beautiful. Uh, a lot of stuff about about men, I think, really. Um, I would agree with that. Uh, like, we, 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 I mean, just, just thinking of it opening with the old man, like you think of the, the seven stages of, of man, you know, Shakespeare's. We, we kind of went in reverse. We started with the old guy, you know, um, fighting off the cats with the poker, you know, that he used <laughs> to beat and his kids with and then end with that beautiful shot of the young boy looking out at the at the burning down I, house. I hadn't even considered that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, wild, right? It's so stunning. Um, uh, so, so, so you've got all that going on and then and then that interlaced with that whole thing of like boys to men and, and, and men and war and their psychology and fathers and how they damage you and how that cha- you know influences what you do with your life. You've got this whole Jekyll and Hyde thing coming through it, that littering... Um, the, the the sort of the the texture of the piece and and these two sides of people and like it most obviously you know visually reflected with this new character um, uh, played by Jack Houston who we were talking oh about last week who literally ha- 
has half a face. Like, literally has a kind of a Phantom of the Opera style thing across the his face. duality of man. Right. Where, where Jimmy has, like, half of him is functioning. Right. And, and now with this character in the mask, half of him is functioning as well. And together, they, they pull off the perfect murder at the end. <laughs> it was really... And uh, also, I couldn't stop thinking about the... Um, you know, it is Halloween Sunday today and everyone is out dressed up. And uh, you, if, if people could see what what would ha- happen to your My, throat. Like, disembodied head over here. That's right. Before you go off to, uh, to, to a, a fancy Hollywood Halloween party tonight with your throat cut. Um, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, so um, Richard Harrow, I think is the character's name, played by Jack Houston, his half face felt like a Halloween costume to me. It, it was, <laughs> I wondered it was if that was uh, intentional. Very appropriate. Um, so anyway, let's let's start with... Uh, we, we, at the very beginning, we meet Nucky's father again, or re-meet. Uh, and he takes and, a fall. And it's in, in I mean, the the house is in such a state of repair that when we see him, I'm surprised mm. that it's his home. It's, That's right. It, it took me like a little... Completely, uh, uh, yeah, as you say, not um, what you'd expect. Well, the last time we saw him, he had his nice little sash on and he's sitting at a beautiful dinner table and there are honors being bestowed and speeches made. Yeah. And so to see him in a ratty robe um, and yelling at something, we don't know who if it's a person or anything and then mm. it reveals to us that it's a cat we're i'm going is this is this the same guy what yeah. is what is happening and, i mean it, it took me a minute to uh, figure out who that was initially you know that's right I was yeah. like oh wait is this a new character I was yeah thinking. yeah and, you know especially with the cats i was like oh my what is this hoarder guy doing yeah um, yeah, like, is he, was he, uh, I wasn't sure if he was a, um, what do you call it when people um, just go and live in uh, discarded houses? Anyway. Uh, uh, like, uh, I can't think of that. A squatter. I yes, thought he might be squatting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also thought the interesting, when we when we see that house, I mean, that was a completely uh, different uh, visual architectural image as well for the mm-hmm. show. Everything's, you know, on the boardwalk and super high class, uh, upper class, lots of money behind it. And then all of a sudden we see this kind of ramshackle, Halloween-esque kind of rundown yeah. ha- house. And not only do we see it, we saw it three times from the outside, three establishing shots. We went, it was a, a wide from the street, it comes mm-hmm. into uh, some kind of, I think it was a slightly angled mid, and then, you know, right into the front yes. door, which obviously then comes back later when Nucky's walking up it just before he burns it, and we see it transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we go inside, and which was just an interesting, just that kind of... It's I, like what they do in that in Ferris Bueller. Remember when they're in the, the art gallery and Cameron's staring at the um, painting and it goes in and in and, and in. in and I in. guess it was something like that. And, and and then all of a sudden we're inside and it's just disgusting and a mess. And and then there's this train whistle that keeps happening yeah. throughout it. It's this 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 sound thread and I I. I feel like it's going to pay off way later. And it does. I, uh, yeah, and 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 even more so, maybe like in, with bootleg. I, I don't know, but like uh, trains and bootlegging, and yeah. I feel like we're going to revisit are there, this are there spot. Tra- are there train tracks behind the house? Do you think? Yeah, I, there have to be Obviously. somewhere. Um, and then, of course, when Nucky's you know dishing petrol out, we hear the train rattling by full at full full pace. Do you remember that? Yep, it was yeah. gorgeous, wonderful. Um, and I do that that just after um, Mr. Thompson took that mm-hmm. fall and broke his leg, um, that 
incredible shot across the table with his hand, just reaching up. I didn't know if he was dying. I mean, it was. <laughs> so, I mean, so unusual. You yeah. see, the, like, those, that, that's, it's, it's also, like, again, that is a, that is a classic horror, um, horror film shot, the hand coming up out of the grave, right? That's true. Yeah. And, and here is this man on death's potentially door, yeah. sticking his hand up above the kitchen table <laughs> on Halloween Sunday. I mean, yeah. I don't know if any of that's no, intentional, no. but we can um, certainly it's... notice it and, and have a giggle. I... Okay, is it okay if I jump to the end of the... Do. Uh, yeah, of, I, th- I think we should. I, I love that he, in, he invites Margaret's son and... And the filmmaker just, he, God, he just does such a wonderful job at the end because uh, Nucky is standing there and then his his former child self is standing there with him. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it, there's just such gorgeous image, imagery as Nucky as a child looking at the gas can and he's like, yeah, kid, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And, it, and the it, child it, in him is reignited against <laughs> his revenge. And yes, it was about revenge today as well, but like doubly. Absolutely. Doubly. Revenge and letting go. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, those two shots of the two brothers in that in that house where there were so many memories in the walls, so gorgeously shot with the two of them, always just kind of framed by they were like a, uh, a line in the wall. And they're never, yeah, they're never together. Never together. Oh, it was it was and, really gorgeous. I mean, what what I liked when uh, when Nookie came to see the house after he gave it up to uh, to that guy for him to make it quote likable and livable. Mm. Um, you know, we see that. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just burning some stuff, and it happens to be uh, a bunch of Nookie stuff. Yeah, that that his father <laughs> didn't want. And I mean, I remember when we when we first met Nucky's father that night um, when when Eli tried to make the the, the, the foolhardy speech, mm-hmm. and you know we thought maybe Eli was the le- least favorite and Nucky was the most favorite, but yeah. it turns out to be quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, as we saw when when, when Eli's there pushing his father around, and 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 his father still a mean old prick is like, you think that you got money that makes you worse something but you're not you're not worth anything he's so mentally ill yeah. and he's just such a mean mean man that when when he does light that match we're god i'm just i was cheering for him overjoyed like burn it down and i love his, his line to his friend you know buy, buy somewhere what is it buy somewhere decent buy somewhere better yeah buy some, a place worth living in yeah. or something yeah. i think that's what it is it was wonderful buy yourself a place worth living. so so it starts it starts with with his father hurting his leg and but simultaneously uh, jimmy's leg is playing up and i and i loved the the both both these men at the same time had this leg injury mm-hmm. um uh, as you know the, the the old guy gets carried away his legs in full splints jimmy's got his leg up and it, his old war injury is coming back to uh to haunt him and he has to go and get it checked out. Um, why? I mean, what, what, what's this about? Why are these two, uh, this young, you know, man in his prime, this old man, uh, at, towards the end of his life, that both got problems standing up, standing up on their own two feet? Maybe, maybe it's yes. that that simple. That, that a lot of this is about uh, uh, men trying to come to terms with their identity, their place in the world, and you know what it means to well, stand on their own two feet. I think nothing capital encapsulates uh the thematically better than you know when when we meet jimmy you know he says oh i must have a few screws loose right <laughs> and, and they do take it to that like what do you mean no yeah. i was just making a joke but nice. you know i think it is more than just that's joke. true and i love it how when he when he was talking to the doctor the first time he, he describes it as a dull ache inside mm-hmm. it hurts like hell and I, you know, couldn't help but feel that this had a lot more to do than with just his leg. And it interested me that, that in that opening shot, Al comes and wakes Jimmy up on the sofa. He's sleeping on the sofa in the dark. Yeah. And my first thought was, he's got depression. 
Yeah. He's, I didn't think about the leg. I was thinking he's so damaged by the Pearl incident, feeling responsible, that he's locking himself in the dark. Wow. I, 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 I just assumed that I had missed something. <laughs> I, I thought, I was like, did, did he get shot in that mm. last thing? Did mm. something happen? And then, and then I'm, I'm, we're reminded that it's something about the war. You're, you're right. He did recover pretty, I mean, not, I wouldn't say swiftly, but fairly fairly quickly yeah um with with pearl um but i mean he, he does it in such a poetic way yeah that it, it allows for a swift recovery but it's but it's clearly still eating away at him to some degree because as soon as they get the word um that that gentleman is in at his regular place mm-hmm. they right. set they set they set it up we, perhaps we'll come to that in in, in a little while but what, we, let's let's keep going with jimmy because yeah. because it's it's there's a, you, you talked about the psychology of of war, of, of men in war, right? It's, I mean, it's so awful what we do to our soldiers. I mean, from, from age, you know, from birth to 18, we're like, be kind to each other, the golden rule. And then all of a sudden someone, or, or they decide to go into the army and we say, no, here's a new chip. And this is how you're going to view the world now. Mm. And we send people off and they witness the most ultimate horrors. Mm. And, um, if they're lucky, they come back. And and we say no 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 now now we got to put that old chip back into your brain yeah um, and we're asking them to function and it it says so much about Jimmy um, and his new friend about how they function because when they're sitting there and they're calling for their names mm. they go. I'm not here. <laughs> right. Of course they're not there. No. They're completely different people now. Yeah. They, they've had such traumatic experiences that, that they are a different person. They're, they're not there. And, yeah. and it's just... And, they're, and, you know, this in the face of um, what them having psychological exams done on them to see if they'd be fit to actually go back. <laughs> right? I mean, isn't that what it's about? It is. And it all is. That, those, those posters on the wall, they're sort of saying, uh, you know, not only did you uh, kill the the hun, but you can be fitter, better, smarter, happier, more productive to, to steal some Radiohead <laughs> lines. But, you know, that, yeah, yeah they're, they're trying to, like, work out what they can do better and how they can, how they can use these guys, um, irrespective of the consequences to them. Obviously, post-traumatic PS, PTS, whatever, post-traumatic stress disorder hasn't really been articulated psychologically at this time. No, um, no. But that's obviously probably what they're all going through. Um but and so then we meet uh, we meet Richard Harrow, this man with half a face. We get a glimpse of that in the hospital, and then they meet each other again for their psychological exam. And he's got this Phantom of the Opera style paint with a painted ah. eye. I mean, that's the most haunting thing. And you know, underneath it, there's really kind of nothing there. God knows what the the pain is of that. Like you know, not that nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that for me, that's what I was wondering. You know, we're talking about how war changed these guys, and we know, obviously, that um, Jimmy was headed for uh, a scholar uh, sort of lifestyle. You know, he was supposed to go off to college. And, right, and, Princeton. Yeah, Princeton, and be sort of the next nookie, and in many ways, that's, that's why people hate him is because he didn't. Mm. And so I'm wondering what uh, Richard Harris, what, what his deal was and how he has changed, or if he, he only war made him the guy he was always supposed to be i don't know yeah and there, well, uh, there was there was it was something about that question he, re- he says to jimmy yeah apparently there are some into there are some personal questions in this test they yes. ask you if um if you've made love to a woman mm-hmm. and it's there's something in that that makes jimmy decide that he's not going to go in yeah. what is that probably the fact that the most recent woman that he was intimate with that he cared about has been 
killed before if he had you know and I'd, I'd suggest he feels responsible for it. That might be a reason that he doesn't want to go in there and be asked, talk, you know, talking about that to strangers. But then we also get a, a sense that it says something about Richard that he maybe has not had much experience with women, if any. Um, which is, of course, Jimmy steps up as any good good mate um, should do and takes him straight to a whorehouse. <laughs> and and there we have our Jekyll and Hyde element. Right here, here I am, the good man helping my brother out, mm-hmm. um, giving him a taste of life. It, yeah. it, it's what he deserves. And I, you know, there was actually something very pure and beautiful about that exchange. Absolutely. It was, I was just thinking, you know, like you, you, these these uh, um, uh, period pieces sometimes the. It, it's, I mean, we're talking about whore, you know, whoring. It's not empowering. It's not a, a good uh, position for any woman to, to be in. And yet, there's just some kind of classic archetypal thing that it's, you know, the that that that, it, that it's it's um, drawing from uh, this wounded, the wounded uh, man um, being uh, healed, for want of a better term, or in, invigorated by that truly pure feminine sexual energy or something. You know, it, it just it felt really. It didn't feel hoary. No, it didn't no, feel slutty. No, not at all. I mean, we know that that he's. It, in that moment when she steps up to be a patriot, as they so put it. <laughs> that was very, very <laughs> she, she you you know that she's gonna take care of him and and, and we and we want that for him because we see how wounded he is. There's yeah. yeah, there's nothing there's nothing um dirty or crass about this that exchange. It's um I, I would say it's not common on television, but no. <laughs> but it's but it's something that we go, Yeah, yeah, we we're rooting for him. Yeah, and it's just they just it's just there's something about about those Roles, those archetypal roles that we just instinctively understand, I think. Um, and it's in, it's it's interesting. Um, of course, then it comes to a head when when uh, Jimmy goes and sits down opposite this guy. Don't worry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot you. I'm not. Um, and tells that story of the German soldier in the barbed wire for three days. I mean, that was quite unnerving. And watching that guy. It just scared shitless the whole time. It was it was so because um, comparatively, I remember we were not the last episode. I think episode five, we were saying, okay, the dialogue's too much with Pearl and the bed and the right, images. Right. And to, like tonight, I felt like it was just dead on. Uh, I it totally was, agree. It was perfect. It, it, the poetry, yeah, um, the, the motion, the all writing of it. really to me. This was the f- mm-hmm. most finely written episode so far. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other times where it's worked. Other times where expositionally it's frustrated me um, as as we've um, debated on this, uh, you know, I mean all at of course an extremely high level where I mean, you know, you're splitting hairs here but that was brilliantly written and it worked again as I mean, who's, who is the German soldier on the wire uh, writhing around fighting for their life despite you know, their imminent death Nucky, Jimmy, um, Margaret uh or every single character. I mean, you know, this was really getting into kind of existential territory this whole episode, I think. <laughs> um, and, of course, you know, then Jimmy walks out and, you know, for that moment I had forgotten about Harrow. I'd forgotten about him. I was holding my breath. And, they, and, and again, the filmmakers does this, a gorgeous job because he, he pulls back to a couple different shots. So mm. you're like, okay, it's not going to happen. No, it didn't happen now. It didn't no. happen now, and you're like, I might be able to exhale, and then, boom. And we don't expect it, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, did I mean, you see it coming, Phil? I mean, I, I did not see it coming, no. And I think what I liked was it was in the same sort of manner that when they did uh, last week um, with 
with Jimmy and Al Capone and that whole murder scheme, you know, they always, I like these sort of lulls that they go into with us of like, all right, they're just having a meeting. Jimmy might be a nice guy. He's not going to kill. Yeah. What he does. Yeah. And so, and isn't it great when the camera goes through the hole in the window uh, it was awesome, and then, and then the organ. And you know, they did this with the sound a couple of times. They did it with the train, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, overlapping, and then, and then, then, then the, the Bach's um, fugue starts as the the you know, the two the the two faced man, or you know, who, who's so gentle and never been with a wo- woman, and yet is a supremely gifted killer who can wait three days, also three days, just like the German guy on the barbed wires, mind you, mm-hmm. wait three days for a German Hun to lift up his thing and shoot him right through the cheekbone where he just shot this other guy. The fugue comes on, and then all of a sudden we're watching Jekyll and Hyde with Lucy. Yeah. Because that's the soundtrack yeah. to that. You know, I mean, it was just extremely sophisticatedly layered. And then what, what, what did it say on that? I didn't write it down. I wrote something down about um, what it said. On, uh, I mean, uh, you're talking about uh, on the movie, the the caption, yes, the title giving part. into our base song. impulses. Yeah, it says it's it's about it's about giving into his base impulses and and imagine being able to do that and yet the soul survives. Because obviously, you know, Jekyll, Doctor yeah. Jekyll is being is 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 fantasizing about being able to do all of the nastiness mm-hmm. that Hyde can get away with and yet come back to Jekyll and I have to pay for his crimes, yeah, right? Absolutely. And and, and the, this is all about that you can't. And n- n- no, but every every person is accountable and with every twist the barbed wire just like, you know, hooks in further. Isn't this is is this right? Yeah, I know it, it's it's absolutely right. I I love that at this point these two gentlemen have gone. Yep. This is, this is our life, and we're living it on our own terms. Yeah. It's it's quite astounding. And also, it just, historically speaking, looking looking at it, you go, oh, wow, these why, this is a, a pretty damn good reason why these people were so violent. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and, then, you know, in the meantime, then Jimmy's obviously going to be getting into some trouble because we've got a... We've got a rat who's going to dob him in. That'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, but of course, then we we we've just talked about the purity of of the 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 hooker taking um, Richard upstairs. Interesting comparison, I think, to Margaret's position, um, and uh, as she sits having tea, gossiping, uh, seemingly quite comfortably, when we first see her with her co-concubine. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's a more complicated kind of yeah. thing, and we hear about how so many of these uh, this this woman is really uh, her, Margaret's new sort of friend or a playdate mm-hmm. um, is. Uh, uses her men to, to stash money under the bed, get, get you know sne- sneak the odd ten or twenty bucks. She's got like what four grand, is it? Four now? grand that's, under that's the floorboards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's uh, she's investing in her future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but isn't and but says don't just don't let him talk. I mean, we don't want him to talk. It's, it's, it's when you realize how weak they are. Ah, uh, and and it just it just dist- like it doesn't destroy their relationship, but it completely backfires. She she yeah. she gives this piece of advice a go and is like I'm going to try it and mm-hmm. and and then realizes that she 
she wants to connect with it's him. not who she is no. and that's why she's so beautiful you know to us and why, why i think we root for her and then that becomes like uh, as this this then runs alongside uh nucky kind of delving back into his childhood mm-hmm. um as he's forced to through coming back you know to terms with his childhood home and um and and Margaret goes the other way, the opposite way. At first, it's too much for her. She yeah. sees the 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 wound on um, scarring on Nucky's hand from where his father burnt him with the hot poker that he was wielding at the cats in the opening scene, which is quite a nice touch, I thought. Um, and but then when he goes starts to talk about it, Margaret walks away. Yeah, yeah, that that, and and you just you just see it in his eyes. You feel like you're like ah ah no, he was. Being about close with you and intimate, and she couldn't handle it. And and she thought she was taking her friend's advice because she thought, I mean, it was. Or like, was it also just too painful for her to talk about domestic violence? You th- I, I don't see. I took it the other way. Right, you I, think I, that she was. I thought she was making a, fear, a fear-based choice because she wants to keep him and mm. she wants to keep her her family safe and protected and provided for. Yeah. So she was like, okay, if I need to to keep this man around, if this is what I have to do, I'm going to just not be myself and not be intimate. And I, I thought it really backfired, but maybe she, she does. No, I, I, that's really good. I really like that. I didn't think of it. I mean, I, it's obvious, but you know, <laughs> you know. While I think that, I also think she gave a, you know, a good answer of like, you know, um, uh, you know that that she too knows men's pain or p- men's pain inflicted upon her. Right. So I, you know, at the at the same time, while I do think she, you know, she straight off and took the advice, she also had the right answer, the smart answer to give to him to enough. So he's like, oh, okay, she kind of cares. Yeah. Well, and then of course, it's just enough. Yeah, but and and then you know she redeems herself <laughs> over the dinner table uh, le- later on. I and, was so happy that she yeah. said that. I was like, please don't let this go, please, because this could just be like well, they kind beginning of, both, of a it, it was a little a bit cheap. of a it was a little bit of tit for tat, really, right? Because he opened yeah. up to her and she shut him down. <laughs> Then she tried to come back about the baseball mm-hmm. glove, and he shut her down because he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know they're both kind of protecting themselves in it some way, well shape, shape or form. And then um, you know what was great is how both have, is how the story of the baseball glove tied totally back into the father story, you know, and in fact developed it, you know, and took it to a, and even I, I was not e- I was not expecting it to be so violent. No. And, and and I mean sadistic. Yes. Quite frankly, like you know, it's one thing to it's one thing to to burn your son's hand with a burning hot poker <laughs> because he takes bread before you. It's another thing to to bring him out and and, and, and have him shamed and beaten in front of four, like with four other, like and watch four other kids beat the shit out of him. I mean that's that's a whole. I don't know. Like he's he's a really screwed up guy. He's he's pretty. And you know, sick. and and we see. It, Heritage and how and how those how how damaged obviously Mr. Um, Thompson obviously is for whatever happened reason whatever happened to him has turned him into that. I mean cycles of domestic violence and abuse are well documented psychologically. Um, we, we you know we've got this kind of yeah. got that alongside all the the soldiers and that whole cycle of violence. I mean just just kind of the more you talk about it, the more you realize you start to realize yeah. how much how like layered this this uh, this episode really was um 
But yeah, so he's obviously damaged himself. He then inflicts, inflicts that damage on his sons. And you can see Eli's obviously completely stunted emotionally. And Nucky is taking it out by just proving the opposite, I guess, by being a money, you know. But uh, there's obviously there's damage in there. But hopefully he has the opportunity with uh, Margaret's son to maybe... It, he, it, and that was kind of fascinating because I, I, he, he said uncle. Yeah, Uncle Nucky. Nucky, and and he didn't say Papa. No, no, it was distance. It was it was intimate but distant. <laughs> it said two things at once. It was like, hey kid, I'll be your your friendly uncle. Um, hey Margaret. Yeah. We're not getting married yet. No, but it, it was it was um yeah intimately distant. It was. Um. So at the same time, then we've got uh, a couple of little side um distractions, not distractions. Uh, very fascinating um little plot points. Um, Jimmy's wife, we find out, uh, has been going to the photographic store for some lesbian loving. Um, yeah, this, that was very clear today. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it just? And beautifully done, and a wonderful kind of... It, mean, it was romantic. You could tell that yeah. they were there. There was um, uh, a connection between them and mm. love. There, it yeah. wasn't. It, it was. It was tastefully done. Yeah, and say. both actresses seemed really comfortable with it, and mm -hmm. it was. It was great. But what was fascinating is about how they were talking just briefly and uh, on something to do with Nucky. Yeah. That uh, um, Jimmy's ex-wife, wife, excuse me said something about uh, Nucky knows so uh, Nucky knows I uh, he supports me I'd be nowhere it's like she was getting direct payments somehow from Nucky that I had no idea that, that it, I feel like Jimmy might not know about these exactly and I feel like there might be some sex involved there's there's something involved um, when he was talking way back with um, in one of the opening scenes with the man in the chair he said no strings attached I just laughed out loud because there's always strange attacks. So I think with Jimmy's <laughs> wife, we there's there is something there are many strings attached and yeah. we, we are gonna find out soon. Yeah, so there's um and you know I mean, I wonder would Ducky really have a problem with uh, with her getting it on with another lady? But <laughs> probably not. Uh, anyway, so that's that's fascinating, and I can't wait to see how that develops. Um, then in the mean uh, in the meantime, we see Chalky White gets visited by this guy. Um, I don't know if you have if we have the actor's name handy, but uh, he was just great a superb little performance I, I you know and, and I'm sure that these actors are accomplished actors yeah. and, and I, I just haven't seen a lot of them on screen before or if I have yeah. it, I just can't remember when but it's so nice to see somebody casting um, in in a way that's just I, it's just beautiful it was so razor sharp it was razor sharp <laughs> and theatrical detailed. today this guy he, has a, he had a theatricality to him mm -hmm. that was totally 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 fit within the medium. Um, just uh, the, the, that little that touch of the New York of the of the borough accent from New York, and just a real like player presenting the case, you know. And then of course, Chalky thinks it's a test sent by Nucky to see if he's going to sell him out. I know, and Nucky's like, "What are you talking about?" But it was just a genuine uh, offer. Yeah, I would love Rothstein trying to cut in on Nucky's business. I, I would love to get that actor's name because he's he is just fabulous. He just and he knew how to play with the status of it. Yeah. He's like, no, I know, I know you're important, man, but I, I've got a deal for you. Mm -hmm. And that's that's hard to approach somebody that has that high status and, mm. and still feel like you have something to 
offer them without cowarding. Yeah. And and he like maintained his power, and it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. I mean, to to him both. I mean, really, one of, some of the most exciting stuff tonight for me was seeing the, being introduced to him. Mm-hmm. Although he was very brief in being introduced to Richard Harrow. Now we talked uh, obviously a long time last week about wondering who who Jack Houston was in in the show, and the reason why we couldn't work it out was because we hadn't seen him yet. Mm-hmm. But we met him tonight, Angelica Houston's. Houston's nephew, is that right, Phil? Uh, or, related. We we yeah. don't know the full relationship. Know yeah. You know, I've met Jack a couple of times um, uh, at a restaurant in town. He's like, he's, he's, he's British for a start. <laughs> uh, incredibly dapper Englishman with sort of a, like Johnny Depp kind of, you know, long hair and the moustache sometimes and the goatee. Sounds sexy. Very, he's very, like, <laughs> you know, he, 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 he's a catch, I'll tell you that. Uh, he's an extremely nice guy. Lots of lots of fun to um, have, a, have a vodka and, and some oysters with. <laughs> Is that what you guys did? Well, he did. <laughs> he did. I was there. <laughs> Serving vodka. <laughs> no, but I mean, I've met him at a couple of parties as well. It's just, just a great guy. I just was so impressed with his transformation. It, it was breathtaking. I I literally stopped breathing yeah. when once he ent- entered the screen. And, and then I, I, I would catch myself and be like, okay, he's going to take a breath yeah. here. But his, his I, I'm really looking forward to see what else. Yeah, because he's, we, we, he's got three eps, right? Did we uh, something like that? Yeah, like yeah. We said last week, m- uh, multiple ones. Yeah, that's I, great. I mean, his vocal work as well. Like he really brought it in the way that you know. Obviously, when when you, you, your chords get damaged yeah, from that kind of yeah. I mean, because his yeah. voice is like really is very English and up the kind of you know. See, I would never. That's how we talk. It's like London. I would kind never of, you know. in a million years have any thought that that would, was who he, yeah. who he actually is. With with a with a I mean a hint of some kind. Of you know East Coast accent sometimes, or it was it was hard to tell. But and he did that little lip thing, and it's just very detailed. Um, I, I, full full credit to him. Um, yeah, and uh, can we talk about Lucy for a let's second? Let's talk about Is that Lucy. Okay? Yeah, she's broken hearted. She walked in on Nucky's meeting, right? Um, just a, a mess and upset, and I'm I'm really worried that she's going to do something to harm Margaret. I'm 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 kind of like right. we, we or, saw, or the children or something because we 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 get a clip of her in confrontation next week. Yeah, it's it's coming, and I just I really don't want her to hurt the kids. No, but you feel like she's desperate and could really lash out. She um, and and you and. And that, you know, Nucky's really kind of not two-timing anymore. He's more like, obviously, leaning towards Margaret. Lucy, he hasn't returned Lucy's calls. Yeah, no. Um, there are a couple of kind of in- informed bits of information about how she's on the way out. Um, and every time we see Nucky go out, it's with Margaret. It's with Margaret. And even then, to his childhood home. Yeah. And so would he have ever taken Lucy there? Uh, no way. I mean, she, you know, she, she doesn't have that intelligence. Yeah, and, she's just yeah. the whore. She is. She is. Poor thing. Um, and you know how, how fascinating that she's the one watching Jekyll and Hyde, right? <laughs> yeah. Watching it take place when, when she's very much who she is. Is there, there anything else you now. want to um, touch on, Bethany, before we get into I, the news and gossip? I, I think I'm ready. Are you ready? Our production value was just, just before we do. Let's just, I mean, we did touch on it before, but just uh, uh, hats off for the, the beautiful shot composition, the stunning lighting, the camera moves coming in 
into like uh, they're just the, the the way they were using the jibs to I mean it was just all done extremely This is well my tonight. my favorite episode by far. I think I'm absolutely with you. Yeah. And on that note, let's go to uh, tonight's news and gossip. Okie dokie. So here we go. Part of the continuing appeal for fans. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, oh, I get I get fun stuff. After here we go. TV news. And action! Okay, alright. Part of the continuing appeal for fans of Boardwalk Empire are all the boobs and nudity. Yes, I just said that. An <laughs> unprecedented mark of a non-pornographic HBO series. So far, each episode has seen a little bit of human flesh, but don't worry, that's not the main reason fans love the show. Bethany, as an actress yourself, would you feel comfortable doing what is asked of these ladies in in this show? Honestly, it depends. It depends on, on uh, the character. I mean, we've talked about how Margaret Obviously, um, you know, Kelly McDonald hasn't really shown much flesh, and when she has, it's probably been a body body double. Yeah, I, I, it's it's it, again, it depends on. What about on like it. the lesbian scene? I mean, that was you know, it, it wasn't gratuitous; it was very yeah. artistic. It's so hard to tell. Yeah, was it's it necessary? So, I, you know, I honestly, I don't know if all of that was necessary in that moment. No. But you know, and and it's as as an actress, you are really when you sign that contract saying you'll do it, you're really trust putting a a lot of trust to your producers yeah. and your directors. I mean, I, so. I, I feel I don't feel like they're abused. Like I feel like it's being done beautifully. Yeah. Um, and you know that's about like an expression of the feminine, and you're getting a lot of feminine, right? right. But I mean, also if you're uh, if you're a, if you're an up and coming actress and you get the chance to do a guest star on HBO on Boardwalk Empire, you know. <laughs> It's like I remember, like those two girls. Yeah. I mean, the girl who played was the curly-haired blonde who was in the car, you know, back a couple of eps that okay. Trilby knows. Right. You know, I saw her uh, on Sunset, you know, a couple of days ago. Yeah. I knew who she was. She was from I, that small guest small, star. I, I'd want a three-episode arc if I was going to show some. So right, <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, because right. you get to develop the character rather than just being like, yeah. you know, what's the difference? What's the pay? Yeah. between that and just you know being one of the chicks on Entourage? Who shows her tits every episode. Yeah, I don't know about gotta, that. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're completely different, apart from the fact that Mark Wahlberg's behind both <laughs> both <laughs> series. Yeah, that we there's might, the common there's thread. There's the common thread. But I mean, what, I, what I'm getting at there is that if you have a three-episode arc, you're developing a sense of character, and there is more of an opportunity for the context to be such that it is justified, and you don't just get reduced to a picture. Yes. Like we were talking about with Glee on Tuesday, with the you know the G things like you take yeah. a picture and it's out of context and does that you know make it different to yeah. to the sexualization of that as opposed mm-hmm. to a sexualized scene in the episode it would have to be a role in which it made my parents proud and and that's and that's that's a struggle but i think if it, if yeah. it was something worthwhile uh, then then yeah but that's just my personal opinion yeah so. no i mean it's it's i mean it, uh, it, as a like as a bloke i mean la- last week lucky luciano mm-hmm. we, we got a full naked shot of him as he went to pick up the phone yeah. and you know i that's confronting yeah. to consider. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it interesting. It's yeah. interesting. No, these are all good things to discuss. Okay, other broad boardwalk continuing gag references and character habits have led to the creation of Boardwalk Empire Bingo Game. Fans can go online to claim their card, then bet on the results. Whiskey imported illegally from Canada is not included. Right. <laughs> all right. Vincent Piazza. Is that, did I say that right? Piazza. Sounds Who about right. plays Lucky on the show revealed six facts to the tabloids about himself and they are he loves pasta 
He has a secret obsession with Lady Gaga. Well, who doesn't? Uh, his acting role model is Al Pacino. Aw, he loves puppies. Uh, number five, his favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And lastly, he met his girlfriend, Christina, while on set four and a half years ago. Do we know do on, what, on the set of what, Phil? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he said that in his interview. Yeah, all right, right. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Piazza, he is hosting a Rory 20s car- costume party alongside Michael K. Williams at the Ravel Ravel Hotel's Penthouse 808 in New York. So if you're if you're uh, in close, be sure to check it out. Twenty dollars for admission. What is that tonight? Is that his Halloween party? Yeah, it's a Halloween party, and that's where we're all going for the after show. <laughs> we're gonna after we're gonna Buzz fly TV after show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, 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 we might be a little late, but yeah. uh, hopefully the party will still be going. There we going. And that's your After Buzz TV Boardwalk Empire news and gossip for this week. Thank you very much, Bethany. Um, all right, so predictions for next week. Um, it looks like things get more political. Next week. Yes, I think that all of those those uh, Mr. White setups and, mm-hmm. and the Italians and the Irish were gonna. Ross, we start to see more of Rothstein. Oh, we, we're, we're approaching elections. Final, we, funny, uh, yeah, we're, funny we're, kind of, we're, we're approaching elections this week. I know, I know. It's a bit boring, really. I'm getting a bit sick of the commercials. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to vote. I'm ready. I am willing, and, and able. I will be there on Tuesday. Seems like what? Republicans might have it. Uh, have a bit of a surge, and uh, certainly, I think Nuck will be hoping the same in Boardwalk Empire because he's a stout Republican, right? <laughs> Staunch <laughs> Republican. And, and we see uh, Nookie and Jimmy together, which I think... Right. Which brings... You know, we talked about a little bit that uh, uh, Jimmy's wife has something to do with Nookie. Mm. Maybe that's what leads to Nookie being able to see Jimmy. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to seeing how that develops. Um, obviously, uh, Margaret and Nucky, hopefully we'll see some more of that. And then bring 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 in Rothstein. I can't wait to see all the fireworks yeah, for ready, that. I'm ready. I'm ready for him as well. I would agree with that. All right. Well, um, that brings us to the end of uh, tonight's AfterBuzz TV for Boardwalk Empire Season 1, Episode 7. I'm Paul Ashton. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you, Phil. Uh, thank you all for listening. Have a great Great Halloween, and be sure to check back in with us next week, this time for episode 8 of HBO's Boardwalk Empire. And watch the cavities. (laughs) For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later, people.